0: Yeah, do a nollie off of uh, your, your painting table.
1: Hello and welcome to Dice Like Ice, episode 34. I'm your host... Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the Murtaugh to my rigs, Andrew Mitchell.
0: I'm... I'm drawing a blank. Is that SWAT cats?
1: Seriously? No! We did SWAT cats really come on man danny glover mel gibson oh
0: oh oh it's been a while Jesus since i've seen Christ. lethal weapon,
1: lethal weapon yeah, dude.
0: it's been a while
1: i was like oh he's gonna get that nope. no that one really just,
0: that just shut my brain down for a second there yeah dude holy shit brother you smell toast over there it's it's it has to have been at least 15 years since i've last seen lethal weapon it's not in my oh man, not in my constant rotation like some
1: uh hot take: Lethal Weapon Four might be my favorite of them because I have so many childhood memories of that fucking movie.
0: I don't have strong opinions on it because I don't really remember it. Let- <laughs> Lethal Weapon's one of those franchises I've only seen a couple of times, and uh, maybe not all of them. Good. Now that I'm thinking about it,
1: yeah, Lethal Weapon Four has Jet Li in it. And it came out in uh, like '97 or '98, but like I just remember the scene where like I think it's um, uh, Murtaugh. Has his handgun and like gently whips his hand over and takes like the slide off of it, and Mel is like, "Did he just did he just punch your gun apart or something like that?" It was just <laughs> fucking wild. A also, it's mind. got Chris Rock in it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm drawn. Up. I, I might. I, guess, I might not I have a seen 11-4. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I
1: wonder. I think Chris Rock might have been in a couple of other ones too. See him. In i don't know we're gonna go down a rabbit hole if, I, if we start talking about movies sure are. so let's try and keep this bad boy on track well if we're gonna let's try and at least keep it on track for the first couple of minutes yeah
0: well if we're gonna go down a rabbit hole tony we we better stay hydrated with our uh, our lovely sponsors grip and rip oh nope nope come on ah really god that mm-hmm. bottle cap was just that was a sad one did you even hear that <laughs>
1: I did not. Oh. Uh, mine mine had a nice a nice crispy crisps. What you drinking, Andrew? Uh,
0: well, um, when I bought this six pack, it was actually a little bit cold, so it felt more appropriate. I picked up a uh, Heavy Seas Beer Winter Storm Category Five Ale. Uh, unfortunately, we live in Georgia and had false fall, and it was 82 today. So, yeah, it's, of, it's um, a bit warm out. November 9th when we're recording. Uh, let's see. This one is. Where is the ABV? Fuck. Why do they make it so hard on some bottles to find?
1: Oh, I actually had to go online to find the ABV of mine because I do not see it on the can any fucking way. Ah,
0: here we go. With a full ruby hue, rich malty character, and earthy hop aroma, Winter Storm is an original, a Category 5 strength Imperial ESB for the winter months, 7.5%. So, yeah, not that bad.
1: Seven and a half percent is not what I would call a category five. Neither would it's I. It's like a category two. But it is
0: pretty good. We've both drank stronger things on here. God, drink stronger things like two recordings ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair.
0: Well, how about you, Tony? What are you drinking?
1: I am drinking Sweetwater's Georgia Brown Brown Ale. The malt
0: bill gives a
1: subtle, nutty, and toasty flavors. Chocolate malt provides a rich cocoa flavor with aromas that range from roasted coffee to chocolate-covered dark fruits. The hop hues provide excellent bitterness in relation to the chocolate notes of the malt. The flavor and aroma provide clean, floral, frugal, and frugal? Frugal. fruity, and herbal notes. A light dose of hops brings balance to all. It's a 5.8.
0: It's distinctly okay well yeehaw there tex that wasn't very georgia accent yeah it
1: it, it wasn't (laughs) it really wasn't i'm from georgia i don't know how to do a georgia accent
0: Uh, you you went a little king of the hill there
1: (laughs) i did georgia brown ale and georgia brown ale accessories
0: delicious yeah i mean it's it's okay i like a brown ale brown ale that's a good drinking beer
1: yeah yeah, it's uh, it's not the best beer I've had on the episode, and it sure as fuck not the worst beer, because it's not skunked. Yeah, yeah, that'll ruin uh, pretty much any beer. <laughs> yes, yes it will. <laughs> I, t- I can't off the top of my head think of a beer that's better skunked. Maybe PBR. PBR might be better skunked, because then it would at least have flavor. I, say, I don't
0: think there's any real winning with PBR, that's just water <laughs> that gets you drunk if you drink like 20 of them. Yeah.
1: Uh, but speaking of sponsors and gripping and ripping, don't forget, we also have our promo code at Baron of Dice. Uh, if you listened to last episode, we did the interview with him. Stevie, super cool dude. We actually just hold on. shaking the package there. We just got our order in that our gaming club put in. So it is promo code Icy Dice. Uh, for five percent off your order, yeah. at baronofdice.com. of Yeah,
0: most of the people in our group chipped in to get an order all together at once, and pretty much everybody got a set. And I picked up a uh, a lovely dice bag with some wonderful goblin art on it. And uh, what did, you didn't end up getting the the six shooters one, Tony. What did you get?
1: No, no. Um, I got the twin tail comet dice, mm. and then the uh, the Perronian axe dice, and a uh, sweet cities of sigmar dice bag and objective markers. Then there's also some Bone Reaper dice in here. There's Imperial Fist dice in here. There's your Chaos dice.
0: Um, I did get a, another uh, dice type. I got a Temptation token for my Heedon Knights.
1: Yep, there's a bunch of stickers. Oh, of course, I had to get the My My Cheese sticker.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh Stevie should, uh, uh, last we heard, should be getting some cheese dice for your, your Skaven for Blood Bowl soon, so that'll be great. I
1: want that so that I'm going to open those real quick so I want to check out these.
0: Yeah, listen. Uh, listen, nice and careful. Get that nice uh, uh, baron of dice ASMR on the episode. <laughs> Holy shit!
1: Okay, well packaged. First note, well packaged.
0: Oh, I really like these injection markers. Those were the super thin ones he was talking about.
1: Yeah, and they are—they are extremely thin. They're bendy shit, like, in a good way.
0: Noise?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they make the noise. Oh, nice. I don't know if you can hear it. Oh, I can. Oh, good. How loud was it?
0: Loud enough that I un- I understood what you were doing, but not enough to hurt my ears.
1: All right, see, that's, that's quality right there. But yeah, so uh, the Baron of Dice order, we just cracked it open. It's awesome stuff, guys, like quality packaging. He packed the stickers inside of the dice tins. That way they don't get bent. Um, and the dice bags are huge. Like they're, they're fucking big, man. Like, um,
0: like, uh, one worth or well more than that.
1: Like frown Royal. Oh, like maybe a little larger. They are, they are sizable. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. These objective mark. I got the red ones just cause I feel like I'll be able to see them a little bit better, but I guess you won't. Sorry, Andrew.
0: I mean, as long as I can see the circles, it's fine. Yeah,
1: there you go. Uh, I, I like them because they also have the 40k size on, so double duties. <laughs> Duty. There you go. Oh uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Andrew, what have you worked on hobby progress in the past couple of weeks?
0: Oh, give me two seconds to bring up my notes because I am a good podcast host and I am well prepared. <laughs> okay so hobby progress uh starting off forge world did finally ship me another mini for captain von riez for my uh my various undead teams for blood bowl because uh listeners from the previous episode will know that uh they shipped me one that was missing half of her hat which was very unfortunate but this one did indeed have its entire hat so i have built and primed her and she is uh next up on my painting log uh after i finished my current thing um after her i completely finished my standard vampire blood bowl team all the thralls all the vampires as well as the uh, vargeist that i purchased from forge world and uh that was a really Really fun team, and uh, I'm really glad I'm not painting an entire Soulbrite Grave Lords uh, vampire army because man, do they have a lot of edges on their armor? Jesus yeah. Christ! Uh, and this was just like they have like the shoulder pieces and the chest piece and a helmet, and that's about it. I'm not even doing like legs or anything like that, like you would do with the Blood Knights for Soulblight. So uh, glad to have knocked that out, but I had a lot of fun painting them, uh, lots of purples yellow capes to really pop off of them um just wanted to my my i think i said it whenever we uh did the nova reveal but my my inspiration for them was specifically the dave Chappelle sketch where he's uh talking about how good at basketball princes yeah. and with the with the puffy shirts and all that so i kind of went with the the yellow and purple of the weird like jumpsuit thing that he's wearing in that so that was uh, my original inspiration but then uh, tony alerted me to the fact that it's also the colors of the 60s batman so that's it fun is, too. it is
1: i i like that a little bit more because you got the yellow capes
0: but whenever i win the game i don't get to say game blouses yeah that's <laughs> if i go with the batman so either way but no, i had a ton of fun painting them uh really fun i'm very excited to actually uh play them at some point in the near future um i fully expect to get completely stomped whenever i do put them on the table because they are a very uh uh, uh rules intensive team you really have to know what you're doing with them they're very good if you know what you're doing but they can get stomped if you're out of position um but yeah so along that same train i uh finished painting luther von drakenberg uh ivan the animal death shroud and bryce the slice cambule for uh, my star players for my undead teams just have to base them but i'm going to do that whenever i get captain von Rias painted as well just yeah. do them all at the same time um the uh bryce the slice i got was actually a 3d print because uh as listeners know uh, we don't particularly care for the forge world bryce the slice it's um little little it's disappointing little doofy yeah not it's not horrible but it's not good either so i found a a 3d print alternative sculpt that someone did that i like significantly more has more of a uh uh kind of like a ghostwriter kind of vibe to it i guess It's kind of the the flaming skull on it looks a lot better
1: yeah he doesn't yeah. look like he's wrapped in bubble gum
0: yeah he actually looks like he's wrapped in fire which helps yeah. tremendously for the the flaming skeleton but uh yeah got him painted um after that, I uh, I got in a Tyranid mood because I did build that Norn emissary, who I started painting and is almost done. The only thing I have left on it right now is I have to dry brush the uh, the basing material on it because I'm doing kind of the the, the desert texture paste because uh, it's High High Fleet Klandathu from Starship Troopers, so I have to do a desert with him. Um, so I got to do that and paint the rim black, and he's done. Same thing with Death Leaper, a Neuro tyant, Tyrant, and a second edition Hive Tyrant that I got from my co host Tony. He, uh, uh, what, like 20 episodes ago? You got those, that super awesome deal on those really awesome, yeah, was, old retro. It was a while Dude, ago, it's been a bit. Um, and they've just yeah. been
1: sitting <laughs> literally collecting dust in my hobby room.
0: Uh that second edition Hive Tyrant is so chunky, I love it so much. Um, Andrew, I might, who... I might
1: give you those warriors too, just because you'll be able to do something with them, and I think they'll look <laughs> awesome. The as as awesome so as awesome as a potato with a stick as a head could look.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I will eventually get a different warriors kit to go with them. If you do give them to <laughs> me, just to, to see the stark difference.
1: <laughs> you just use them as your, uh, your warrior primes in all the squads.
0: Oh, that would be beautiful. That's <laughs> all right. great. I'm probably gonna give
1: you those. Let's be honest here
0: bitchin'. So excited to paint more maybe, goofy maybe old Maybe I should models. put
1: them in our white elephant gift and you just have to fucking fight tooth and nail for them. Just
0: tackle somebody for it.
1: It'd be Bobby. Bobby yeah. would be the only other one who would end up with. That's the only Tearnut player in our group. Or Justin, uh, right. I guess.
0: I'm gonna say if Justin shows up, yeah. I might, anyway. I
1: might do the metal oils for that.
0: The, uh... Ooh, those uh those th- whoever had this before you, though, was not kind to them. This guy was missing his arms. He had he had one out of his four arms. Uh for some reason all the pincers that were on his like face and his tail and all that were just snipped off like you could you could see the scratch marks from where someone went at him with clippers so i had to dig through my bits box and get a bunch of other tyranid bits and re-glue them all together and give him a barbed strangler and just kind of like do surgery on them but uh i think i was able to make him look pretty okay all things considered um super fun painting him though really good time uh, I also built a really old Lictor model that you had new in box. Like this, this yeah. was one of the yeah, yeah, yeah. third edition Lictors, maybe. Because uh, I think it was right
1: fifth. When they... I think fifth is when that one came out.
0: Okay, because I was right when they kind of nailed the aesthetic of the Lictor. Yeah, it looked uh, good. Solid metal, and it's a really good model for its age, for sure. Uh, which is really disappointing because in that bag of chunky old bullshit that you had for Tyranids, I found two of the original Lictor arms. the really yeah. lanky, super long ones, but there was no other lichter bits. So that was very disappointing. But uh, yeah, super fun with him. I, uh, I want to get some of the new Lictor kits to go with him as well. Uh, but uh, speaking of new Lictor kits, I did get the Neuro Lictor, which is the one with the big brain on it. And uh, he's almost done. Like, if I'm painting individual Tyranids in this paint scheme, they actually go super fast. The only time-intensive thing at all is doing the yellow stripes, and I'm getting very good at that now. So I'm actually pretty... I I finished almost all of him in, like, a sitting and a half. I just pretty much have to do uh, highlighting on the yellows and then basing, and he's already done. Right. I, uh, I, I took a week off for Christmas, and I already get a week off for Christmas week. So I have half a month to paint during Christmas, so I might just get all these deer and it's done by then. (laughs) We'll we'll see. I might also get sidetracked and get into Heat Knights finally, so we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah, that is all of my hobby progress for what the past two and a half weeks or so—two and a half weeks, give or
1: take. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's
0: not—not too bad. Yeah. So, how about you? I uh, I heard that there was a new army that finally got released that you got your hands on. So I might have gone hard into cities of Sigmar. Who'd have thought?
1: Yeah, surprise, surprise. Uh, so I ordered the pre-order. So basically, one of every kit, but the uh, the big manticore chick. So I'll have I've got a box of these should be delivered on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, a box of fusiliers, one of the ogres with the the dude on it, the fusilier captain on ogre Hulk or something. One of the big he's cannons. A hero, isn't he? Yeah, he's a hero, which, which is surprising to me. I didn't think he was.
0: But, it's uh, such an odd, odd choice for a model, but I love it. It's so goofy. It, it is.
1: Uh one of the cannons, which I'm hoping has some some alternatives I can use for the crew on it, so I can use the uh the beer drinking dude as a D&D mini. Yeah, you know, dude, I'm talking about the dude holding like the jug in front of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's even if it doesn't come with alternatives, it might be worth just taking him off. <laughs> right. You're magnetizing him, painting him different. Oh, exactly. That's <laughs> just such a, a fucking perfect it, like innkeeper or it really is. I don't like folksy uh, fighter character or something.
1: Uh, Drunken Master Monk.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That's a good one.
1: Yeah, I've played one. They're terrible, but they're fun. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's see. I also got uh, another box of the Cavaliers, the uh, Marshall Cavalier, and then Pontifax Von What's-Her-Fuck, the, the chick being carried, who already got a point increase.
0: Yeah, because uh, she's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, she is.
1: And uh, then i also ordered it finally came back in stock the free guild general on griffin and it's such an old model it the box came with a square base in it and the sticker on it said carl franz on deathclaw and yeah. when uh, when it came to the shop brian's like what is this because you know he when he opened that store like old world had been blowed up for
0: years Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess he doesn't play Total War.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, so I got all that stuff. I have built Carl Franz on Deathclaw, I went with a two-headed option for the Griffin because it's cooler no, that this way. Is,
0: this is your free guild general, Carl Franz. Yes, Krons.
1: yeah, Farl Franz, that's right. Um, Oh, man, what was I? Oh, no, uh, George Car... Uh, no, what was I going to do? There was a joke there that I made with Trent that was funny, but I forgot what it is. That was like 24 hours ago. A lot of stuff's happened in the past day. Uh, then I finished building everything from my Cities of Sigmar box. I built the last ten steel helms, the five cavaliers out of that. And then I got in the wilder core, because Jeff got the new Warcry box, so I bought those guys off of them, Got them built off. Uh, I committed the cardinal sin, and Did not build the guy with dual crossbow pistols. I built him the crossbow pistol and a sword because I thought there were two of that model in the box. So I guess I'll have to get a second one.
0: How dare you go with the option that seems reasonable.
1: Yeah. What are you talking about? Fucking, uh, so anyway, I started blasting. It's perfectly reasonable.
0: Yeah, with my two crossbows. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, And then I got a pack of Hexbane's Hunters to round out my city stuff. So Matt and I are playing in a tournament tomorrow, saturday i another local shop level up out here in duluth so hopefully they will have the free guild command corps in and i can just round it out because that one was out of stock that'd be good let's see uh then i finished building and painting the dorn that i got in uh then i basically got uh basically robbed a guy blind on a trade because that was all he
0: wanted for it he
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he was
0: getting out of the hobby. He was getting He's out the of one the he suggested hobby suggested that price, and
1: I double checked multiple times, and he said he was sure. Uh, basically, it was a guy who used to be around the local scene, hasn't played in years and years. So I got two Lehman Russes built, like built movable turrets come off, like well built, uh, shadow sword that the top comes off, so I could pop the other Baneblade parts on it if I wanted to. The sponsons come off of it. 90 old guardsmen that also have a mix of like some of the old metal officers and specialists in there. All and a random bag of Nurgle bits, which was out of the ordinary.
0: Uh but yeah, like got Death Guard or Demons?
1: Uh I th- think it's demons, but there's some armor bits, but I don't know if they're maggotkin armor bits or like Blight Lord armor bits. Because mm. it's like panels and stuff like that, but there weren't any of their heads. So I'm not sure. Interesting, but there's Might definitely parts of like a great, un- yeah. There's definitely parts of like great and clean one. There's a bunch of nurglings in it, so got some nurglings. Have them for some basing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but got all that for a hundred bucks, so not too That's bad there.
0: A- absolute steal! Holy I shit. basically
1: bought two discount Lehman Russes and got ninety Guardsmen and a Super Heavy for free. So for those keeping track yeah. at home, that is now four Baneblade chassis I have.
0: And how many of those have you built and
1: painted? Uh, I have built one of them. One of them was already built. And the other two, one of them is still in the closet of shame where it's been. Uh, the other one I've cracked open the box and am in the process of planning the Fortress of Arrogance. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. Has you, ha- have you primed anything yet?
1: Yeah, I've already painted the. started painting the shadow sword that I picked up.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> I just, we just have to have our yearly check-in yeah. on your Baneblade progress.
1: No, that one specific one is still at the top of my closet. But no, so I <laughs> uh, I did all my airbrushing on the Shadow Sword, the two Lehman Russes, and then totally finished the Dorn because I'll need it. Uh, built a Tech Priest Engine Seer, the Forge World Titan one painted him up. oh that
0: one's really
1: cool it is really cool but uh the bits weren't great for because it, it was a secondhand one so it's only got one of the servo nah. arms and he's not in the best shape but he'll work Don't for really. what I. it was like he was like four dollars on ebay i'll fucking take it it's definitely a recast but That's fine. W- yeah i mean i just needed a second one and that was there and i needed it quick so and the last thing i got was a purchase and i picked it up yesterday besides primer uh i got the hobby xl handle is
0: that, the, is that the one that can hold like a mega Gargant?
1: Yeah, dude, this thing can hold Carl uh, Franz. Like that base fits in this handle.
0: Oh, I have the. I don't think it's the XL. It's like the like the medium size one because it can it can comfortably hold up to like a sixty, maybe up to like an eighty mil base. Yeah, but not not anything like a knight.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if this will hold a knight, but um, like the big big oval bases. So not the flyer bases, but the one that's like right below that, like the uh, the hell Pit Abomination is on and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it fits one of those long ways in it. Okay. So, uh, I like it. It's It's got the weird butt plug handle um, on it, like the newer paint handles do, which I'm not as like big the, of a fan of.
0: Yeah, I like the kind of like octagonal ones that you to have. I, I do
1: too, because they're a little bit easier to index and grip, because, you know, my big issue is where these kind of narrow at a point on it. Um, If I don't hold it super right it rolls in my hand
0: so. ah yeah that is annoying yeah but uh but yeah you get like oh, tape or something you put on it
1: oh some fucking skateboard tape I'll put on my vans I mean,
0: that... yeah I mean might as well it would help yeah, maybe sandpaper your do, hand down a little bit do a man. sweet kick flip
1: on my paint handle
0: yeah do a nollie off of uh, your, your painting table
1: yeah uh, man, what but... other
0: things happened in Tony Hawk you can grind on the edge <laughs> yeah 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 uh you could do a 360 christ air yeah that's, a, um, that's
1: christ air. yeah that's what it was called i think
0: i am dredging my memory for tony hawk moves uh uh no because all, all
1: i hear as soon as i think about tony hawk is just superman pops into my head from goldfinger Just Goldfinger. And starts. And just, yeah. yeah and then i just get all fucking happy and dancey and it's game fucking over man man what a good game fantastic game but i think anyway, that's what else all have you done? i think was all my hobby progress actually okay
0: I guess I should probably continue and pull up my notes because I think that means it's time for uh, games played. It
1: does mean it's time for games played. You got more than I did.
0: Just barely, though. Uh, I guess we'll start off with uh, the one I played against Trent uh, 40k, my Iron Warriors versus his Imperial Fists. Um, hey, old this one's time. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this one was, uh, I don't think it was Trent's first game in 10th but it was definitely among the first he'd done in 10th yeah, so it was, it was like it was pretty purely long, a learning yeah. game so it was mostly him trying out the new uh the new space marines codex that just came out recently because he had sort of kind of gotten the rules down for them with index hammer and then new rules came out so this was just him getting those new ones done um so we only ended up playing one whole round over the course of like two and a half hours this is with a significant amount of shooting the shit and just hanging out and stuff so yeah, yeah this was a this was a game of Warhammer in significant quotes, but we had fun. A lot of shooting, very bloody. Uh, ended up being one of those kind of games where I had an incredible shooting round with my uh, Havocs. Uh, I was able to kill his Brutalist Dreadnought in one round of shooting. My Vindicator completely whipped ass and killed his Predator in one round of shooting. Like it was, it was just I like very that tank, solid, but he- dude. Oh, I love the Vindicator. It's like the one thing I have against strong uh, armor at this point. Like, last cannons are good, but if that thing hits you, you're going down. <laughs> uh, especially if I do Mark and Urgle and get sustained hits one on it. That's, that's Eventually you're shots. gonna
1: have a shit roll on your fucking damage dice on it. But you always roll like this... 14 plus on three dice. It's
0: wild. Oh, it's great. I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm considering getting a second kit at some point. But, wait uh, to oops, wait. Hang on. There we go. New one was gonna happen. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but Trent had a really good round of shooting back. He was able to, uh, get his eradicators into my possessed when I was charging at him. He ended up nuking almost the whole squad and like a a round of shooting with them. So that was, uh, that was a pretty sizable chunk of my army gone right there. So it was, it was a bloody affair for a learning game. It worked out pretty well. Uh, speaking of bloody affairs, my next game of 40k was against my co-host Tony and, uh, my literal only... My only notes were 40k versus Tony got shot.
1: <laughs> That's funny because uh, my notes for that game were shot, Andrew.
0: Hey, there you go. So uh, this was my first time into Tony's uh, now infamous tank uh, list. And um, I th- I think if I'd have gotten first turn, I would have lost, but it would have been significantly closer. But uh, somebody else got first turn. And I did not come close at all. (laughs) So why don't you go into it, Tony? Because it was mostly you playing the game.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's not entirely true. You did some work still. A little bit, but not much. Yeah, uh, mine was my default tank list, um, which you've heard me talk about a thousand times. So turn one happened. Uh, Andrew popped his stupid fucking Nurgle strat because my plan was just use the Vanquisher and kill that Vindicator. But you popped the Nurgle strat, so I couldn't. So instead, I decided to... Point at Abaddon's Terminators and say "fuck you guys" in particular. Uh, turns out it takes roughly fourteen hundred points of tanks to kill ten
0: Terminators. Yep, because uh, they were they were getting the bonus from Abaddon, where they got a plus uh, a four plus Invuln save, which uh, helped tremendously it with tanks. Do a lot,
1: yeah. Uh, and then turn one, what did you kill of mine turn one? You killed one of my Russes. You just havoced it off the fucking board. Then you killed a sentinel and then reduced another Lehman Rust to one wound. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) Uh, I severely injured your Dorn and then I was able to finish it off with a charge from some accursed cultist. Finished it
1: off on turn two, but not before it just removed Abaddon from this plane of existence.
0: Yeah, it was one of those things where uh, you perfectly killed Abaddon's entire 10 man break of Terminators which was just interesting. And then Abaddon's like, well, I have a four-up invuln save and no feel, no pain to rely on, so guess I'll die then. And so he did. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Because Abaddon is, he'll either win you the game or be a massive 310-point liability. (laughs) Yeah. So he was was that for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Your havoc stuck around the whole game.
0: Havocs, they—if you give them the the las cannons, unless you specifically are targeting them, they're just going to hang out. Like yeah. n- nobody ever, because they just they can just sit up in a corner and you can all just with how we deploy terrain, they can always deploy in a piece of terrain. So they're just going to hang out, looking over the battlefield and shooting everything, which has been uh, great for them. That's that's been a consistent strategy with me, and it usually does fairly well. But um, yeah, except for the fact that you had that one Lehman Russ that I got down to one wound. What? who had continued to shoot with last cannons who, um, just, just because
1: I rolled boxcars for my saves twice in a row,
0: just fucking refused <laughs> to die. And then I got a second round of shooting against it and rolled nothing but ones. Mm-hmm. But I was, uh, I was, I was, uh, chaos undivided with them so I could reroll ones and I promptly rolled them all into twos, which were still a miss. So, yep. uh, yeah, it was, um, I, I had overwhelming statistical likelihood of killing that Lehman Russ and somehow still fucked it up. <laughs>
1: yeah, lo and behold, the motherfucker just won't die. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, which actually could have swung the game pretty hard, if, points-wise for me. If I could have killed that, that would have changed how you would have shot things, and oh, yeah. you still would have won the game, but it would have drastically changed how that next round went for you. Oh, so, for sure. Uh, yeah, you know.
1: Because uh, the, the last turn was turn three?
0: Yeah, I had my obliterators come down, they... They, they, like, half-killed a Lehman Russ. Yeah, they half-killed a Lehman as well as Russ
1: and then just absolutely ate shit from two Lehman Russes firing back into him. Yeah, they didn't do nearly as well as they should have, but... You yeah, killed one of them me. with a Dark Pact.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then one of yeah, them... As I do. One of... Or I killed two of them with the Vanquisher, one from the Big Gun and one from the multi melters And then I killed the other one just with the, the damaged Lehman Russ that wasn't doing anything else.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm... Uh, I'm at the point where if I fought that list again, I think the only way I could kill it is if I specifically built a list to kill that, which is not fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then you had that giant block of cultists that all of my infantry ran out of the building and surrounded along with a bunch of tanks and just advanced toward it, firing into it to kill them all. Which I still barely killed.
0: Yeah, a 16 mana squad of accursed cultists with the dark commune backing them up is actually shockingly tough to kill.
1: It was I'm glad I moved that squad out of the ruins to deal with
0: them. Yeah, because otherwise they would have a, survived. It's a 6-up armor save, which is dog shit. 5-up invuln save with the dark commune, and then a 6-up feel no pain. And there's that's a lot of wounds to chew through, because the big accursed Cultists have three wounds each, on top of the uh, ten little guys with one wound each. And uh, they regenerate three guys in every command phase. So, yeah. You, you gotta kill them fast, otherwise they'll just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. I, uh, to the point where I kind of want to get another 16 man squad of them so <laughs> nah yeah, we'll see uh, I mean, get a Vindicator, get a Vindicator, Vindicator first
1: that. yeah uh, but yeah what, uh, what other Predator Annihilator
0: you, you know oh yeah. and then I, I, uh, I have think Annihilator
1: overrated I think you should go with the Vindicator
0: um, I'll end up with everything eventually just yeah. you know when I'm in an Iron Warriors painting mood again fair enough well, yeah. So uh, I promptly got horrifically stomped. Tony took the victory and continues to be our uh, local meta's boogeyman, which is um, which is a really nice change of pace for Guard, huh? It really is. It
1: kind of feels good to be Negan, <laughs> just just brushing skulls with a baseball bat.
0: Spoilers for a show nobody likes anymore. <sighs>
1: I've actually uh, started rewatching it because I was in the, the spoopy mood and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to power through the Negan season. Uh, the Whisper War season's actually really interesting.
0: It's, oh, I uh, have literally no idea what you're talking about. I a, completely gave up after season two.
1: Yeah. It's a group of survivors who basically uh, have cut the faces off of zombies and move with the hordes and live yes. in the hordes of zombies. It's fucking wild.
0: That seems like it wouldn't work, but Okay why not sure walking dead stupid (laughs) anyway uh and then i have one more game versus trent again this time uh he had mostly learned his rules at this point so we got to play an actual whole game um again imperial fists versus iron warriors uh this was a very close match right up until the end
1: really was
0: he took his uh, his favored list of three Redemptor dreadnoughts and one Brutalis. He took a squad of Stern Guard. He had a squad of Terminators with a uh, captain with them. The Stern Guard had a Terminator Librarian with it. Uh, he had a shitload of the new Infernus Marines. Um, he had a lot of uh, uh, eradicators. eradicators again. He had Infiltrators. Like it was, it was a, a very solid mix of Space Marine stuff. Didn't take any Desolation Marines, which I'm happy with. <laughs> um, I don't even know if he has any. Either way. Um uh, and then doesn't. I took pretty much this I took pretty much the same list I took against Tony, but instead of ten Terminators and Abaddon, got rid of Abaddon and five of the Terminators, and instead brought a Demon Prince of Corn, which I'd actually not tried the Demon Prince yet, and I really wanted to give him a go. And uh, that was a good choice, because that motherfucker did work. He's oh my ditty. He wrecked fucking face. So uh in uh, over the course of the game he killed an entire redemptor dreadnought on his own mm-hmm. he killed most of that squad of stern guard and mm-hmm. the terminator librarian on his own yep. he killed an angered tech marine on his own yep um he killed half a squad of terminators and a terminator captain on his own yep. <laughs> uh, it was it was just brutal because I gave him I gave Mark a corn and then I gave him the Talisman of Blood, which was consistently rolling threes for the bonus strength and bonus attacks that it gives, which is an awesome artifact for twenty points. Yeah. And so I was doing like uh, something like nine or ten attacks every turn. All of them were at strength thirteen, AP two, three damage each. So I'm just like, man, that's a really cool squad you got there. <laughs> now it's gone. You so. were
1: you were <laughs> stacking bodies up like fucking cordwood with him.
0: The stuff I was reading about the de- the Demon Prince for uh, Chaos specifically in 40k is that he is very feast or famine. He will absolutely do work for you or just get shot off the board because he yeah. got a two up armor save and a four up invuln save, but no feel, no pain. So if they got something with devastating wounds or just any ways to avoid your invuln save, he's fucked because he's only got ten wounds. He's ten toughness, which was really good, but uh, yeah, if you if you roll poorly, he's he's going to get nuked. Thankfully, I did not roll poorly that turn, so that was uh, that was fun my obliterators came down and actually did some significant work. They got Mm -hmm. to charge a group of eradicators and just, just punch them to death, which they're still terminators with better power fists. So, you know, they did pretty well in melee. Um, what else did I have? It took it similar to when you were fighting them. I took another squad of accursed cultists and possessed. Yeah. And it took him like the whole game to kill both squads. Uh, to the point where he didn't actually finish off the accursed cultists. I still had one person, my, oh, yeah, uh, demagogue. Right. I had the demagogue from the dark commune who was tied to that squad alive at the end still. So she was just hanging back, shooting stuff with her auto pistol. Like, hi guys, I'm still here. So <laughs> she was just holding the middle objective. And then my demon prince was backing her up. So that was a fun time. Uh, and Trent was also given as good as he got there for a long time until mm-hmm. the very last round. Where, when he charged my, uh, the Demon Prince with his, uh, Terminator Librarian and Stern Guard and that Tech Marine, he rolled terribly. His dice yeah. completely betrayed him. Yeah, because
1: if, if he would have killed the Demon Prince there, that game could have easily swung back to him.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I had the new, the new squad of Obliterators, but as I tend to do, I dark pacted one of them to death, so I was yep. down to three out of the four, so it really could have gone his way. But, uh, I uh He rolled badly, and my Demon Prince did not. So that that decided the game, and uh, it was a fun time. It was bottom of fourth, I think, so we yeah. went ahead and called it because we could see what direction it was going pretty easily at that point. But uh super fun time. Really, really fun grudge match. Definitely felt very thematic with uh, Iron Warriors versus Imperial Fists. So happy to do it at any time. Always a good time to play against Trent.
1: Yeah, and his Brutalist Dreadnought fucking lived up to its name. That was the one that, that- just walked into the possessed and just started ripping him in half.
0: Yeah, I, d- I didn't get to chew through the the, the Brutalis like I wanted to because I I he threw his infiltrators and they kind of were a bit of a speed bump for my possessed and then he shot the fuck out of my possessed yeah, after that killed easily half that squad with all the shooting a lot of Eradicators a lot of heavy bolt guns he shot the Infernos Marines into them uh, so I was down to like six out of my ten possessed with the uh, master of possession and then the Brutalis got in and does as a Brutalis do in melee so you know it was uh. It was a good time. And then my Vindicator shot the Brutalis to death, as it does. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but it was fun. Well, how about you, Tony? uh What other games did you get in other than the one against me?
1: My only other game was a quick Solaris match of Battletech against uh, our boy Matt. I ran a. Oh, God, what did I run? I don't
0: remember the two mechs I ran. A uh, Lumberjack and an Axeman.
1: Yeah, no, those uh, the Axeman is definitely a mech. He ran a Locust and a Commando. I ran a Locust and something else. Whatever my other one was, died almost fucking immediately. Um, he whipped my ass that game because he critted me to death. I killed his Locust. Uh, oh, it was a Jinner. It was a jenner with all medium lasers. My Jenner ran forward and... And absolutely obliterated one of his locusts, or his one locust. But we had a scrum in the middle where all four of our mechs were in adjacent hexes, kicking each other at one point before we broke back apart and started shooting. Because uh, the the map is the one where the walls go up and down, and we just all happen to be in the same little area. It's like, well, kick time. But he, the very like first shot of the game, he shot my Jenner right in the fucking cockpit and like damaged my guy and almost destroyed <laughs> the head of my Jenner.
0: Yeah, so that you would... just you you enunciated cock on cockpit so hard there that I thought you were just going to stop. You <laughs> yeah. just shot my Jenner right in the cock. That's how it felt. It <laughs>
1: fucking felt like it. <laughs> but just fucking headshot of the bastard, uh, and then my my locust ended up killing his his locust the rest of the way or something like that. His locust died. Then my locust died. Uh, then it was just my Jenner versus his commando, and his commando was fucked up. It was like just fucking no armor on half of it, like one of its arms was gone, and my Jenner was perfectly fine except for the fucking headshot it had taken. And so he promptly looks at it, fires like a goddamn medium laser, hits me in the fucking face again, and straight kills my fucking pilot. So my Jenner only took two shots that game, and both of them were headshots. Matt rolled double ones to double sixes twice
0: damn
1: yeah i was like are you fucking serious so uh he ended up winning that one but that was the only other game we played it was fun battle tech's always fun
0: but yeah i didn't didn't play many games making up for uh last episode twenty.
1: what's okay uh like i said matt and i are playing in a charity doubles tournament saturday this week so our list is he's got canis rex uh, One warglaive, two helverins, and an assassin. I'm running Lord Solar and Squad, two tech priests, a basilisk, and two Dorns. Oh, damn. <laughs> so uh, we are all gas, no breaks. It's the win fast, lose fast list
0: yeah you're gonna do uh you're gonna have hour long matches one way or the other exactly and, uh you're gonna be able to to bail for lunch early and that's gonna be great
1: exactly there's a really good me place over there so nice yeah if you're ever in the uh, Duluth area a near level up games hit up Me cafe it is the best me I've ever had it's really cheap uh it's owned by a first generation Im- by an immigrant and her like first generation daughter. They're closed huh. on Mondays, but I mean it is fucking good. And it is always packed. So just be prepared. Just tiny little place, uh, but don't, don't make 10. it to
0: Duluth very often, but uh next time we do a, a another level up run that doesn't involve a tournament, I'll have to make sure to do that.
1: Yeah, it's it's real good. You should swing out Saturday and hang with us.
0: Uh there's a very good chance I'm gonna get my COVID slash flu booster tomorrow, so I'm gonna be fucking down and out. Fine, be that way then, Dick i i will i will try and be safe for my my personal health thank you tony i hope Uh, you guys have fun it sounds like a good time
1: yeah it it should be a good one um but yeah so that's that's what's coming up on my list so we don't have a whole lot of interesting warcom articles there's been a lot of articles but not a lot of like releases
0: there's been some okay stuff, yeah. but yeah, we we didn't have the 40th anniversary disappointment like last time. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, no stilt man to rip on. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, what? but the oh, big one. Oh, you're probably just about to say it, but the Christmas boxes got announced. Oh we, no, we I speculated was going on in a those. Totally different direction. Oh well, there you go. Yeah.
1: What so were you I, gonna say? I was gonna say not only were there some reveals for Warhammer, but a Song of Ice and Fire miniatures game by cool Minis or not had the their reveals at the uh the Bangkok Gaming Expo and they oh, showed that's true. yeah they showed off um new umber cavalry uh barathean halberdiers or something giant else
0: spearmen giant
1: spear throwers that i am not looking forward to that i don't want to fight that those motherfuckers are me be
0: a good time jesus
1: uh and they also are doing a new game that is a skirmish one so it will be a song of ice and fire miniatures games tactics by cool minis or not
0: So we get another word, Tony. My brain only has so many gears. I don't know if I can add another tooth onto that gear system.
1: (laughs) I believe in you, buddy.
0: Uh, This this bit is already old. I don't know if I can keep doing it, Tony. You can do it, pal. (laughs) Just power through. God damn it! But yeah, Uh, so so, my Sunfire Miniatures game tactics. My cool minis or not. I can I can just repetition. I can do it. (laughs)
1: It's gonna be real fun. We just fuck it up, but it looks really interesting. It's um, it's small scale, like. One, two minis each person uh, to represent like a lot of the duels in the books, but they haven't released a lot of information about it.
0: They did show one of the minis with a fuck off huge dragon model, though. It's Drogon.
1: It's, it's yeah. specifically said in there that it was Drogon, but it's it's grown, which means it's not in the books, which is weird because those are based entirely off the books.
0: I guess either they uh, talked to George R. R. Martin about what specifically he was doing or they just said, fuck it, he's never going to release them, so whatever.
1: Yeah, but like, when Andrew says it's huge, he doesn't mean like, oh, that's big.
0: No, no it's <laughs> this, is, this is bigger than the Smog model that GW released. Like, this is a big dragon. Yeah,
1: mini. it has two minis on the base of it where they showed that dragon and literally, like, the mini was the size of, like, the dragon's thumb. Like, this yeah, thing...
0: This mini is the size of your average dog.
1: It yeah. Yeah, it would be like if I put the moose on the table and was like, "Here's my mini.
0: Here's my miniature, a living breathing creature."
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh I mean, I figure since you know we are polygamorous, we talk about different systems. Uh that was it's worth true. mentioning on here, so. We
0: we are mostly GW related, but we do like other stuff.
1: We do. It won't be long well, till the, right. uh, the the BattleTech Kickstarter, the Mercenaries Kickstarter should be shipping, I think in March.
0: So that'll be fun. For That's you guys. exciting.
1: Yeah. All right, but yeah. But yeah. So the uh, the boxes.
0: Yes, the Christmas boxes they got announced this year, and it looks like the vast majority of them are actually pretty solid. Yeah, they're not bad. So, uh, starting with forty k, we have Exalted of the Red Angel, which comes with Angron himself. Uh, ten berserkers and three looks like of no, sorry, six of the yeah uh, six of the eight eight bound, bound, which uh that's an entire world eaters army Mm because they don't really have much else at this point. Uh, you just need to get yourself some of the jackal cultists and you're done. Bing bang boom, a couple of rhinos, Um, yeah, a couple of rhinos to get the berserkers in a bit faster. But uh, yeah, I I hope they eventually release some cool new stuff for that army because like the votan, it was kind of a half baked release unfortunately. Um, but the models are very cool. So there you go. Uh next up they have the box that I'll probably be getting when they go out for pre-order this weekend, the Onslaught Swarm for the Tyranids, which comes with one of the Norn emissaries, a winged hive tyrant, uh, ten gene stealers, the new kits, two ripper swarms, and twenty of the Hormagonts. All all of the brand new models except for the Hive Tyrant.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I did Ooh, not realize purple. that they had made new leaping, like skulking gene stealers.
0: Yeah, no, they released a brand new kit for them, too. So uh, between the old stuff you gave me, the kit that Phil gave me for my birthday, and these guys, I'm going to have, like, every type of Gene Stealer there is other than the Space Hulk variety.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, did you see Matt's painted up ones on Wednesday?
0: I did. They were super cool. That's a beautiful beautiful
1: scheme. I I really like these Lothian Mormagons.
0: Yeah, they actually look really good. They're going to look very real excited.
1: good in that paint scheme. Like, really good. I was going to say, good. I'm
0: very excited to paint them up like the warrior bugs for uh, Klendathu. That's going to be fun. Um, after that, we have the Spearhead Force for Space Marines, which comes with 15 Jump Pack Intercessors, uh, an Invader ATV, and an Outrider Motorcade of three motorcycles. Uh, it's just white scars in a box.
1: <laughs> uh, Black Templars in a box, too.
0: Or Blood Angels, a lot of jump packs. Yeah. Fast force in a box.
1: It's it's really tempting to pick this one up.
0: Yeah, uh, pretty good jump pack marine sculpts, the, the ones mm-hmm. that were announced at Nova. Little, little super heavy on the weird, like, daintily jumping off of a tiny piece of debris kind of stuff. But, you know, those could probably be pretty easily adjusted to just be standing on the base or something. Yeah um after that we got the beast Snagger stampede which comes with uh, a bunch of the Squig hog boys a bunch of the basic um beast Snagger boys uh, kill rig and then uh mosgrod Scragbad. oh yeah marzipan scars you know, guard marzipan scars yeah um so yeah orcs uh, the, the new variety of orcs because they've leaned really hard to the beast snagger aesthetic lately um After that, we got defenders of the pen.
1: This beast nugget—that's basically just the box that they released before, right?
0: With, with the uh, yeah. rig in it. Actually, I think so. Yeah, it's three it's of the, the riders:
1: Mazog, the other guy. Also has the, the doc? Oh, I didn't see him. in there. Okay, I love his little medic grot.
0: Yes, that is the best model in the kit.
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot. Hobby progress—we built five more table toppers.
0: Ah, there you go, for the upcoming Dice Like Ice RTT in yep. December 9th.
1: Yep, December 9th. It's been sold out for months.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, might be some last-second tickets if somebody drops, but I'll probably be getting one of them. But anyway, uh, after the orcs, we got the Defenders of the Ancestors, which is the Votan box. Uh, comes with a Heck and Chonk Land Fortress, a Sagittar, ten of their Terminators, and uh, Gandalf himself with his little robots. So uh, if you just want some of the best models that uh, the Votan have, there you go. Specters of the Ancestors.
1: Real good Skaven conversion kit.
0: That's... I I really want you to go full Votan. And just, I'm not going to go full Votan. I
1: might... It would be so funny. might do a boarding action list of them. Maybe. So
0: but that is funny.
1: so far down the list of shit I want to do.
0: Ah, you gotta do it, Tony. You gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, we have the Cadian... Defits Force, which uh, was the rumored one that we saw uh, leaked screenshots of, which is two Rogal Dorns and uh, a shitload of Cadians, mm-hmm. which uh, you're definitely picking this one up. Yeah, Tony.
1: Maybe if I if I pick up the Space Marine one, I won't pick this one up because I That's only fair. need one more Dorn.
0: Yeah, you definitely do not need any more Cadian troops. I, I really I have so many Cadians. I've got. This will be your fourth Cadian S- command squad. Oh. Fifth, I think. Jesus.
1: Because I got one from David, one from the tournament, and then two from the Cadia Stance boxes. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think I've got like 80, a... or 80 of the new infantry, give or take. So.
0: If this box was more.
1: like two Roguel Dorns and Kazurkin, fuck yeah, I'm in.
0: Unfortunately, it is yeah. not uh and then they also announced the age of sigmar boxes how mm-hmm. about you take us through those tony
1: all right i will take us through these so the first one we have is the vengorian court it is very similar to the one that came out about two or three years ago it's got uh one of the what are those things even called the vengorian the yeah yeah i was trying to think of the the special character's name who they have her built as margon veil vale uh... or something like that maybe
0: the weird bat centaur lady
1: yeah i've got one of those models i'm still not sold on it
0: it's it's so close to being cool but just having the torso on top of the bat body just looks so strange if
1: if it didn't have the winged arms coming out like out of the hips it would be a cooler model if they if if those were on the back as wings
0: yeah I have seen a really cool Hive Tyrant conversion, though, where they took the torso off, obviously, and added more like titan plating all over it, and just made the wings part of the Hive Tyrant. And that that's a cool idea. I might That'd be doing cool. that eventually. That'd be pretty cool.
1: Uh, yeah, so it's got the Vingorian Lord, five of the Blood Knights, three Felbats, 20 Skeletons, and ten Dire Wolves. And it's weird, because this isn't a really good army. Like, it's the dynasty that uses the direwolves don't use skeletons very much. None of the ones that use any of these things use the Vingorian lords very much. Like, it, it I don't know. It doesn't seem to be cohesive as a lot of the other ones.
0: Probably uh, the models that aren't selling as well, that they're grouping together to get rid of, maybe. Maybe. Like, the blood knights are the only one that people are really going for in this kit, typically. Uh, the direwolves. Are they good?
1: Uh, well, there's... um. Uh, Volga's thing, you can summon 10 of them for free. Mm. Which is pretty good. That is
0: not insignificant.
1: And they're summonable, so they can come back. Yeah. So He's... you get 10 for free, and then if it dies, you have a chance to bring 5 of them back again. It's
0: frustrating. I, I believe it. Death yeah. is pretty frustrating to play against in general in this particular time during this edition. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, then next, we've got a really good one, the War Horde of Eternus. Which has Eternus, the blade of the first prince, five knights, ten warriors, five chaos chosen, and three of the ogroid Therodons. Like this is an awesome box.
0: This is essentially the launch box, but with five less chosen and Eternus instead.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't come with the really good box. Did it come with the Therodons? Yeah. I didn't realize those were. It's the only reason I have three of them right now. Hmm. Are they any good? They're cool models.
0: Uh, they're okay. Well, that's the thing. Slaves of Darkness aren't very good in general right now, so yeah, they're okay.
1: Fair enough. Then next up, we've got the Men Box, the Primordial Star Host. That's going to uh-huh. give you... Um, that's a really good start to an army.
0: Yeah. No, if I if I wasn't already whole hog into Heedon Knights, I would absolutely be starting Seraphon. I love these models.
1: Yeah, it gives you uh, a slam, so the, uh, the fat frog on the floaty rock. You've got the... Agradon Lancers, which are the new basic Saurus riders. Three of the Croxagore, which are some of the coolest models in the Age of Sigmar range. Love Ten him. of the new Saurus Warrior kit. And then uh the the Skink Warband from Warcry.
0: Yeah. Which uh I guess you can just run as plain skinks with the what is it, Teradons or whatever? Yeah, called. Uh Terra, Terra Wings.
1: Wings. But this is this is entirely new sculpts, like sculpts that have been released yeah. this year.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome sculpts.
1: And then last and certainly least, you got the Praetorian Spearhead, the fat skeletons.
0: Uh, oh, I know, Bone Reapers. I know
1: nothing about Bone Reapers other than the fact that two of our guys are getting into Bone Reapers. So,
0: I like I just said, Death is an extremely annoying to play against at the moment. So, uh, yay, more Bone Reapers.
1: <laughs> uh, it's got. Arch Sand Zandtoss, five Death Riders, four of the Morgas constructs, which those are kind of cool models. Yeah, I like them. Uh, the Gothazar Harvester—I don't even know what model that is. I guess that's the
0: stupid uh, thing with the mace fists. Yeah, it's the mace fists, and then it's got the little crotch skeleton that's grabbing bones.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice that. God, they get worse. Uh, and oh, yeah, then... that's
0: that's such a goofy model.
1: 20 of your basic fat skeletons. Yep, they're,
0: uh, they sure are bone reapers. They're, yeah,
1: they're, <laughs> they're, and then, yeah, they're, they're skeletons.
0: Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, what other things kind of t- piqued your interest in these?
0: Eh, well, we, uh, that's all the Christmas boxes. Mostly pretty good value for those, so uh, excited to pick up that Tyranid one. Uh, but other articles that came out of Morcom, we got a new Flesh Eater Quartz model. That's really cool. We, we did. got the... Um, oh, what is it called? The
1: Sinshaw.
0: Yes, the is Sinshaw Gordwarden. The Gordon. Gordon,
1: yeah. This
0: is like a winged uh, vampire for the Flesh Eaters, which uh, looks really cool, apart from his weird bone necklace slash collar thing. But uh, he's uh, got more
1: keys than a high school janitor.
0: Yeah, I don't know why he's got so many gosh dang keys, but he sure can uh, open he, every door in somewhere. He holds a symbol. They're not even
1: real keys. They're a symbolic ring of keys, the keys to the kingdom, which represent their court appointed authority over the gates of their Lord's Blessed Land. The motherfucker just steals keys and puts them on a ring to show off,
0: which is kind of fun. But, yeah, as far as Flesh Eater courts go, this is actually a really cool model. Like, I do actually legitimately like this model, which uh, cannot be said for most of the recent Flesh Eater court releases. <laughs> Ghoul Rillas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And he's got everybody's Glad. favorite Hero Rock. Yeah, Hero Rock with Dead Guy tied to it uh yeah just glad they got a model that doesn't suck complete shit for once so uh good for you flesh eater court guys i hope your army is actually interesting at some point in the near future
1: (laughs) as a bitter skaven player i hope this is the only new model you get so you know how it fucking feels
0: wouldn't that be funny but uh, yeah I don't know flesh eaters just don't do it for me as we have discussed several times but this is a cool model and I have seen people who have said oh this would be a really cool demon prince conversion for like uh, night lords army or something yeah
1: that'd be good that'd be a good one for
0: that this one does have potential to become even cooler in the hands of a good uh, converter artist so how about you Tony what's next on the list for you
1: um I'm gonna take a shot here with the Rogaldorn Joy Toy. We have our second Primark Joy Toy. And third. I or third, oh yeah, because we have Gilman. I fucking hate this
0: one. Um, the body's really cool. The head sure looks weird.
1: <laughs> the head is he he looks like a Tekken character.
0: The head like looks Tekken photoshopped too. on. <laughs> like it it feels so weird with the rest of the model for some reason.
1: Uh, yeah, so it's, it's Rogel Dorn in his super gold armor uh, with a really weird head. He comes with his normal chainsword, a weird, shittily rendered bolt gun. Have you looked at the bolt gun? Like, it looks bad. It's odd, yeah. A- an assortment of hands. But what's really strange about in a in a different backpack, what's really strange is both of the other Primarch ones... Came with a lot more stuff and multiple head options. They, they did uh, doin' yeah. dirty.
0: I really wish he had a helmet because boy did they make a bad head for him. Yeah. You see, he's. I guess they're trying to go for like his stoic expression that he's supposed to have because he's supposed to be like you know the most boring of all the Primarchs. But uh, oh, he's just no,
1: I see what it is. It's based off of the wompaly sculpted head of, of the model. of yeah. the model, which ain't. Which is right. o- which I mean, is okay it's, it's,
0: when it's that small, yeah. But you're making a one eighteenth scale action figure, and then the head looks real weird when it gets that big. Yes, it does. Yeah. So, uh, but the body's really cool. Like, I could see somebody yeah, yeah. maybe repainting the head and changing the hair with some green stuff or something to make it better. If you wanted to have a little side project, because the rest of it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. But God, that head's just so fucking goofy. <laughs> yeah. But that lion joy toy, oh, oh that one's good. It's so
1: good. It's so good. Uh, what's uh, the what's next one?
0: Oh, well, it's that time of year again, Tony. We got our Christmas model, which is you another do. red Gabo. He is uh, hanging out on top of a chimney, looking like he's about to drop some dynamite down it. But with his pose, it also looks like he's about to take a shit down it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the second. Especially because he's like, oh, be quiet.
0: I'm about to shit down your chimney. I'm just about to drop a fucking log down your chimney. <laughs> he's also uh, got an interesting outfit because he's got his, his, you know, customary Santa hat and red, red trench coat. But he's also just got no actual clothes apart a loincloth. A, loin cloth. Cloth. a loin cloth that's made out of what looks like a naughty nice list from how they painted it. So uh, interesting choice. It's, uh, it's it sure is a red gobo Christmas it's, model. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, that's actually really fun, though. i do no, i do like this model a lot a this would be a fun one to put in one of those um like hallmark clear christmas uh, ornament orbs that you can get and just like yeah. make your own christmas ornament oh, that, that's that a good a idea yeah because i saw someone do that with the squig rider one that they did a couple years ago and i'm, I was like, I'm oh, bummed
1: i didn't get the squig rider one i missed that one
0: i'm sure it's still on ebay if you want to pay through the nose for it i don't well there you go so yeah Fresh Red gabo. They're also doing another Red gabo short story to go with that as well. So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, pretty fun if you want your revolutionary grot hit for the year. What else, Tony? Is anything else uh, piqued your interest in Warcom?
1: Yeah. Mm, excuse me. So they're doing two new Combat Patrol boxes as well. Sure So are. for for the Combat Patrol players, you've got the new Necron Combat Patrol that's got 10 warriors, three of the Scorpec destroyers, which are the cool blade dudes, Uh, a Canoptic Doomstalker, which is the War of the Worlds machine, and three Scarab Swarms.
0: Yeah, it's a really cool little starter box. Mm -hmm. And it's all uh, fresh sculpts, too.
1: Yeah, and then you've got the one that I like a lot more, and that is the fucking Admech one.
0: Yes. This is the Goofy Admech that's good. Yeah,
1: it's the Goofy Admech. Um, I don't know what any of these fucking models are called.
0: Uh I know Scatari Rangers. Yes, yeah, and so that's about it. It's
1: got five proxy <laughs> tra- styrodaurs.
0: Oh, the jetpack dudes.
1: Yeah, they're the, the fucking Da Vinci flying jump pack dudes, which I
0: those are cool. Those are great. Like I, that's I, so back I, to our still man conversation. Leaned, I
1: wish they leaned harder into the Da Vincian machines.
0: Exactly, I think that's why Stiltman fails, but these guys are good. Because Da Vinci Machines in the future makes no fucking sense, but looks awesome. They could have done something similar for Stiltman, but they didn't. They just did a dude on on stilts.
1: The plane is still the coolest. I wish that was in this box.
0: (laughs) That's the whole box, though. That's an expensive model. Yeah, I know. That is a cool plane, though.
1: Yeah, and then it's got three Cerberus, spelt with an S, Sulphur Hounds, which are the Flamethrower Horses.
0: I love how lucky uh, Admech are. Yeah. Ten of the Vanguard and a Tech Priest Manipulus. I hope they can find a happy medium with Admec where they aren't completely broken like they were in Ninth, but are also better than they currently are because they're complete dog shit right now.
1: Yeah. I, I really like those jump pack dudes. Oh, that my God. Great. I mm, I might get a set of those and convert them and do... Um... Skaven? No. <laughs> yes. Always. No, the uh, those the, would actually be really cool. The, first <laughs> they really would. The Necromunda guys, the um, the Spire guys, what the fuck were they called? Spires, no, they were called something other it's probably than like there. Spire Hunters or something. Spire Hunters, yeah, those would make last spire hunter oh, spire with a
0: y that's why yeah
1: <laughs> spire hunters Spr- oh god the old models are janky as shit
0: there's a vansar bounty hunter that has a wing system that's supposed to look a lot like that that would yeah. make a really good really good base for conversion fodder for that
1: yeah so those are uh, those are the two new combat patrol boxes
0: yeah both very solid I, uh, I like them both a lot if I was uh, going to start either of those armies.
1: Storm Strix is the bounty hunter.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, speaking of Necrons, we did get a new Necron Overlord announced, which is a um, pretty solid model of one like doing kind of a in-a-coffin-tomb kind of pose as he's phasing into reality, which is... Uh, Really, really cool idea for a Necron model. This is not something I would want more than one or two of, because I imagine it's a pain in the fucking ass to paint. But as a one-off model, this is really cool. It
1: looks like it would have been a Warhammer Plus or a Store Anniversary model.
0: This would have made a perfect Warhammer Plus model. Mm -hmm. This would have been... Because it, it's completely up that alley of, yeah, this is a weird one-off model. It'll look awesome if you love Necrons. You do not want to paint five of these guys, though. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm, not, I'm not enamored with it, but I'm not enamored with a lot of the Necron range, except for the Canoptic Doomstalker, because it's fucking War of the Worlds.
0: I think if I started another 40k army, it would be Necrons, so I, I do like it. It honestly uh, surprises me. Yeah? What would you think I'd do? Demons. Uh, I mean, Demons are one of those ones that's just kind of always in the background as a possibility just because yeah. the overlap with AOS, but like I don't know, they're kind of old models at this point, and most of them just kind of, okay yeah. Finish
1: your fucking Chaos Knights
0: But you mean the Chaos Knights I gave up on because I don't want to paint 30 fucking Warhounds?
1: Yeah those.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> ones that I've already sold a bunch of because I don't want to do anymore Oh, any I, I,
1: I, didn't, I didn't know you sold them
0: yeah, fucking... I, I sold one of them to Ken.
1: Not the green one, right? Yeah. They were both green. I had two. Oh.
0: I still have one of the knights and two of the warhounds from the, the Get okay. started Collecting Kit just so I can ally them in with my Iron Warriors eventually.
1: There you go, then. Uh,
0: but yeah, so Necron Overlord. Um... It's pretty close to everything on Warcom. Any, anything else jump out at you, or is that uh, they
1: it? showed the start set for Imperialis?
0: Oh yeah, they actually showed off some people doing uh, their own paint schemes for Imperialis too. Yeah, Which I I'm, guess means it's close to launch, but they still haven't given a release date.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I'll pick up Imperialis.
0: I won't initially. It might be something I get into at some point, but it's... I got too much other shit to deal with right now. As hobby-wise. much as
1: I want a tiny, giant Bane blade,
0: I I think my main thing is we need to play more Titanicus before we get into more Titanicus, but not quite. Yeah. Because uh, we were on a Titanicus kick for a while there, and then we fell off of it, and we gotta get back into it, because that game's great.
1: It is, it is a really good game.
0: But... Conversely, you can also get a shitload of very tiny Lehman Russes.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I also have tanks for Battletech that are larger than tiny Lehman Russes.
0: But they aren't Lehman Russes, Tony. They
1: are not Lehman Russes, that is correct. Yeah, that's really kind of all that popped up on Warcom. Do you want to take a shot at what this rumor mill is?
0: Uh, is there a recent one?
1: Yeah, uh, November 7th rumor mill.
0: Oh, let's see. Uh, That is a bloodthirster skull of somes. Nope, that's a skull with a skull tied to it. Uh... Yeah, it's two
1: skulls tied together. And there's another skull with a triangle on it. And that rune on the rock looks really familiar. I think mm. this is going to be a new Beastman herdstone, maybe?
0: Nah, they wouldn't make a new herdstone yeah, model, that's fairly new. Uh,
1: no, I, it's gotta be it's it's gotta be fantasy. Like it looks oh, sure. it looks very uh, fantasy or Age of Sigmar. Apologies. I
0: I don't know. It's definitely some kind of base of something though. Yeah. It's uh hard to tell. I would guess something destruction related, but I really don't know other than that. I'm going to just pie in the sky, new target model, something that's like a man crusher, but not suck shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guess. And it's going to be wrong.
1: I got, I had no fucking clue.
0: Yeah, I, I really don't know. It's just, it's a base of something that looks cool. Probably yeah. fantasy, but no guarantee.
1: Yeah, seriously. Oh, uh, all right. So, uh, w- what episode did we do the last top hats on?
0: Oh, 20-something? I'm not super sure off the top of my head. Yeah,
1: so uh, a while back, we did the Top Hats in 40K. This time, we're going to take a shot at Top Hats in Age of Sigmar.
0: Which arguably has better hats than 40K. It's definitely got more hats than 40K. That's certainly true. Episode 29 was Best Hats of 40K. 29, okay, so it
1: wasn't that long ago. All right, so we're going to go ahead and put the caveat. There is one hat that stands above all of the rest. Andrew, you want to tell them what hat that is?
0: Well, it's also technically two hats because he's had multiple models at this that point. Is that true. is true. Uh, that is true. The great necromancer Nagash himself, the uh, the mortal that invented necromancy. Yeah. The, uh, you can't beat either his awesome, ridiculous new 20-story tall hat or his original metal goofy skull party hat that he had.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> Which, that so hat good. actually was what started the discussion of us doing a Top Hats episode.
0: Which uh, boy is there a lot and similar to forty k? We're counting helmets. It's not just like actual yes, yeah,
1: yes. Yeah. We're counting helmets and masks.
0: Yes, because uh, there's a lot of people who have really bitching masks, but no actual like hat part of it. Yeah, it's it's good shit. So who's gonna uh, who's gonna kick this one off today? I,
1: let's uh, let's have you you kick off first, Andrew. So we're gonna do our top five and then just a handful of honorable mentions on there.
0: All right, top five. So this is me also kind of shooting from the hip because I didn't necessarily make a top five, but I think any of these will be good choices for it. Uh, So, uh, you know, a lot of the honorable mentions could be sprinkled throughout the top five, and I really will not be mad about it. So we are going to come out swinging, though, with one that is absolutely on my top five, which is Snazgar Stinkmullet, the uh, fungoid cave shaman for the Gloomspite Gits. This is the guy who has a fucking mushroom for a hat. It's just as it's it's sprouting out of his head. He's got like this big fucking goofy sun hat made out of a mushroom. He's got additional mushrooms growing off of that mushroom. Like it is just gets to the fucking core. He's got mushrooms for days and I fucking love it.
1: That is a fantastic hat. I also like the uh, the little like puff mushroom on his squig.
0: That's also the hat. The one that used to give him a four-up feel no pain, saying it doesn't do anymore. That's yeah, pretty good. He used, he used to be shockingly hard to kill, but no longer, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, this is also the guy that I took inspiration from for my uh, my rock gut trog that I have a mushroom growing out of his head now. So nice. uh, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 just gets to the core. I love this model to death. Hell yeah. Alright, how about you, Tony? What's yours now?
1: So uh so mine is one that I literally built yesterday, and that is Carl Franz's helmet. It is just this big ass fucking metal helmet with a good like classic medieval beak, a lion on top of it, and like fucking five or six giant ass feathers coming off of it that go all the way down his back and down part of the fucking griffin. Like, it's a good helmet it's a real good helmet
0: it's real hard to beat some of the fucking just over the top ostentatious uh, original warhammer empire hats like especially like the free guild great swords yep yeah that's that's one of my honorable
1: mentions is the sergeant from that who has the little puffy flat cap and his feather literally goes down past his ass yep (laughs) (laughs) it's a good one what's uh what's your Uh. next one andrew
0: uh, well, let's see. Well, I'm thinking uh, we might go with the uh, the Big Daddy of the lizardman slash uh, Seraphon models, Lord Croak himself, with oh. his gigantic headdress thing that he's wearing. It's very, like, Aztec, mayan uh It's this giant, like, fan affair with these huge feathers coming off of it. Uh, it's... It's kind of got like his own temple on his uh, his head, and it's it's a little outrageous. But you know, he's a mummy. It's not like he's got neck pain, so it's totally fine. He's only wearing mm, maybe five hundred pounds of gold on his head. <laughs> yeah, uh, means... Lizardman range in general too. They have some amazing like headdress type stuff. Like all the Saurus warriors and things have really really good headdresses. But Lord Croak is the uh, the pinnacle of the goofy headdress.
1: I don't know, man. I might have you beat for Goofy All Headdress. All right, let's hear it. Okay. This is a... um, Oh, my God. Why did I just forget the fucking name of them? The fucking elves, the mountain elves. Lumineth. Uh, Lumineth? This is a Lumineth model. It is a L- Lyraor Othral, Warden of Mectrica. It is... A huge helmet. The helmet is larger than his torso. The helmet is almost as tall as he is. But it's your classic Lumineth helmet with two giant winged things on the side, like Dark Angel style, and a fucking giant topknot. But the best part about this topknot is it's perfectly ended. Like, all of the strands end at the same point. Like, there's no natural flow to it like pull up this model and look at what i'm talking about i'm looking at it (laughs) like it's jarring how well they
0: end but i really like that helmet like it's wildly cool Uh, as far as lumineth goes this one doesn't suck (laughs) that's it's about as good as you could ask for with lumineth
1: (laughs) fair fair what's uh what's what's your next one then
0: Oh, let's see. Well, I'm going to go with uh, a hard change in direction and we're going to veer into death territory. And we're going to do Gorslav the Gravekeeper for yeah. uh, the Blight Vampires. Uh, he's one of Radikar's Rattaga- crew from Cursed City. He is uh, the guy who beefs up zombies. He's got kind of this weird mask helmet that's like this iron band that's kind of like stapled to his forehead with a bunch of fucking like femur bones coming out of it as like a crown it is uh real gnarly and really leans into how fucked up uh, this guy is and how how much he associates with skeletons and zombies and stuff it's very thematic for what he what yeah. he is and that, you know accompanying shoulder pieces of course too he has two yeah. like wrought iron things stabbed into his shoulders with skulls hanging off them he's a he's a very very age of sigmar model in a good way
1: that's probably the coolest model that came out of curse city
0: yeah, which is saying a lot, because there were some fucking rad models in it. There uh, really were. Oh, what is it? It's not a Vargeist. It's it's whatever, like, the offshoot of that is. Um, uh, the werewolf vampire guy. I think
1: that is a Vargeist.
0: Is it? I thought it was, like, his own special thing.
1: Know, maybe Either way. Its yeah.
0: That, that whole... The Court of Radigar. It's, it's its own thing that they sell now, which... One hundred and forty bucks. Jeez, if you could find it online for its original yeah. price, sixty dollars more, you can get the whole goddamn Curse City kit. And Curse City's but, back in
1: stock again, so
0: yeah, exactly. So it's not you, hard you to can get. get it
1: for like one seventy on most yeah. places
0: if you want these models, just buy that and have a bunch mm-hmm. of cool other stuff, too. But uh, yeah, the whole the whole Radikar's court is fucking awesome. Uh, honorable mentions to his undead ogre guys with their big like Russian yeah. uh, Ushank helmet things that they've got going on. Very, very uh, Cossack kind of look. And I, I like that a lot. How about you? What's your next one? So my next one, it's
1: two heads in the same kit. Oh, so it's it's a twofer. Uh, and that is the Free Guild Command Corps.
0: Ooh, that one was on my list, too.
1: The, the first one is the Surgeon, and it's their fucking Plague Doctor mask. I mean, I don't know how much more descriptive I need to be. It's literally like your fucking old-school Plague Doctor mask on a Surgeon. Can't beat it. But my favorite one. Andrew, have you looked at the variant head for the Knight?
0: I'm looking at it right now. It's why it was on my list. It's a
1: fucking fish helmet.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a like a fish gargoyle kind of thing yeah. going on.
1: But that whole model leans into it like he's got tridents on his shoulders and the back of his hammer is also a, like trident spikes.
0: Oh, as like, we said several times, this is such a good just D&D weirdos kit.
1: That is a Mordheim model to the core because of the fish aesthetic. Like, oh, yeah. I, that's such a good model. I don't know if I want to build the Arch Knight with that head or use that head on something else.
0: Ooh, that's that is a tough call. Maybe it'll be like your Cadian command squad. And you'll end up with five of them. Seriously. <laughs>
1: uh, if that head fits on it, that might be the head that my free guild cavalier marshal has. That would be pretty cool. So, but yeah, like that, oh, I love that fucking fish helmet and the paint scheme on it that's like that super like verdigree on it. It's so good.
0: Yeah. I, I hope they put out a, a guide on how to paint that specific style.
1: Yeah. I think they have
0: one. Might. They might. There's, there's several years of painting guides at this point.
1: Yeah. All right, what's, uh, what's another one of yours?
0: All right. Well, we're going to veer away from death for a second and head back into destruction, but not doing gits. We're going to do the Wurgog Prophet for the Bone Splitters. Yep. That was uh, on my list. Which man just like perfect tribal shaman aesthetic going on here he's got kind of a witch doctor mask with the feathers and stuff all painted up in crazy bright colors got fucking tassels and stuff hanging off of it just has a human skull hanging off of it which uh shows how goddamn huge orcs are because this is like maybe half the size of his head uh just perfectly leaning into the tribal aesthetic and it's just such a fun goofy characterful model anyway um honorable mentions as well to uh head crack as mad mob the uh warhammer underworld's uh bone Splitter's unit mm-hmm. which also has a witch doctor mask is not quite as good as the wargog prophet but that is also a very very good tribal mask he's got going on
1: so wargog prophet mask do, do you remember the old game crash bandicoot
0: of course yeah it just
1: as soon as i saw it i was like that's uh, was it aku aku or something Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's just immediately what pops into your head. Also, uh, another squig. This one has a mohawk. Love him.
0: Yeah. Love him so it's, much. It's, it's a, just a solid fucking orc model. Sorry, orc model. Yeah, orc. Copy, copyrightable orc. I don't like that he's standing on
1: one foot. It's very strange.
0: I think he's kind of doing like a dance.
1: Yeah, I think so too, but it's just, it's it's weird seeing a model on one foot like
0: that for some reason. Because if you play um, Total War Warhammer and you play the Orcs Army and you have him, he's like, if he's on an idle pose, he's pretty much constantly dancing around with the energy of the law, which is pretty fun. I dig it. What's next for you, Tony?
1: Alright, so the next one for me is uh, for my one true love army or my first true love army. And that is the Skaven Scryer Acolyte heads. Uh, Which these heads, the Scryer Acolytes are the weird steampunk warp fuel mechanic guys that do like the uh rattling guns and all the crazy war machines and stuff but the acolytes just have these big ass rat gas masks
0: yeah those are cool
1: they're good there's also one of those in the um warp lightning cannon kit that is currently on one of my scave uh, my skaven votan hearthkin
0: uh i hope it's like the grenadier guy or the guy guy. it's it's the grenadier guy okay good perfect of
1: course it's the grenadier guy what's uh what's your
0: next one hmm let's see i I I said
1: five but we're racketing through these where we we could just go until we're done
0: we'll just we'll just do them all until we get bored uh i've
1: got i've got three i have three more saved
0: i got a few um so let's see so leaning back into death um i will just go ahead there's one specifically but i will go ahead and say all of catacross more talk of the necropolis for the bone reapers that's some pretty solid fucking uh fat skeleton helmets they all got there leaning into like the the kind of samurai aesthetic but there's one in particular who's kind of like the messenger guy who he's just got a fucking bird head he's like (laughs) full-on like Kador aesthetic where it's is it his head is it his hat you don't know but he's got a bird head and it's great love it he also has a bird that's made of bones which he's one of my favorite weirdos of that army back when I had them for like a month <laughs> pretty good.
1: Uh, All well, right. I'm going to jump into death with you and I'm going to do oh. Belladonna Volga first of the Virkos uh, and her big ass Russian hat with a feather it's so doofy great. And it's more doofy with yeah, yeah, Grammy vampy
0: Grammy werewolf herself.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's even more outrageous because the, the fucking shoulder pads in her jacket go over the top of her hat.
0: Yeah, she has the huge, like, fur-popped it's collar so and the giant stupid. winged shoulder pads. I, I do like they really lay, lean into the Cossack aesthetic, though, because oh, yeah. Radikar non-transformed has that hat. The new oh, uh, Monster Hunter vampire they released earlier this year has that hat. It's it's fun. I, I like this as a aesthetic change for vampires.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Okay, well, uh, I'll just, I don't really have a specific model for it, but I'll say just kind of the cruel boys in general have some pretty fucking solid hats. So uh, examples I have, uh, Swamp Boss Scum Drek, who is the guy on the back of the big like crocodile monster. He's got this ridiculous like cage helmet thing with his big spike and for lack of a better term, like a spoiler coming off the side of it. (laughs) I think it's supposed to be like a trophy rack, but it just looks like he's got a big spoiler on his hat. Uh, there's also DeCunin crew for Warhammer Underworlds where the guy's just, he's just got a cage for a hat. It wouldn't even be a good, like, face protection, really. You could pretty easily poke a spear through it, but he's rocking it. Uh, also both of their fucking Hopgrots have these, like, weird, like, gate-looking cages on their heads. Uh, they, they're super fond of their, like, hooded masks. They just, they got pretty good hat just kind of all around for the Cruel Boys, I think.
1: Yeah, those are pretty good. They also have a lot of leather caps in that range, don't they?
0: They do, yeah. Okay. Uh, And there's the other Warcry game that came out recently where they got uh, 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 Lizardmen skulls as helmets too, which are pretty good. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Uh,
1: Since we are talking AOS in the old world, uh, I'm going to throw Bretonians just as a whole. Every fucking hat and helmet, the Bretonians. Be it the kettle helms Ooh. on the minute arms, the stupid little leather like hood caps on the uh, the archers or the beautiful, beautiful Bretonian helmets with the just random animals and unicorns and dragons and shit like that on the top of them.
0: Yeah, that's uh, going to be real fucking nice when the new models come out because they had the, the new knights that all had the very goofy hats like that, but mm-hmm. way better detail. Yeah, that's that's going to be fun. Well, talking with uh, 40, or 40k, geez, with what? fantasy and AOS overlap, uh, Hexbane's Hunters and all the witch hunters in general. Yep, they got their pilgrim yep. caps, they got their goofy helmets. There's the guy with the explosive crossbow that's got the man in the iron mask thing going on. Oh, yeah, I forgot I mean, about that one. And, that, and I guess overlapping with 40k too. They also have the Witch Hunters there. Mm-hmm. They just have LAS guns and stuff. But they also have the Goofy Pilgrim hat. So it's 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 some of the crossover aesthetic that they share across the whole brand. And it's consistently somehow very Goofy, but also real fucking cool.
1: Real cool.
0: God, I like the Hexpag's Hunters kit. I, I don't have any Order Armies at all, but I still have... On my shelf to my left, there's just a shitload of Slaves to Darkness, a shitload of Gits, and then Hexbane's Hunter's just kind of sitting there, because I have nowhere else to put them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Fun models, though. like them a lot.
1: I've got to build mine still. They're great. I did just acquire them yesterday, so...
0: Well, there you go. They're push-fit, so it won't take you long.
1: Yeah. Alright, so next up, I have the uh, Cenari Cathler, Another one out of the lumen at the range it's Simari the chick catheter. yeah the, the chick wearing the veil
0: oh yeah that's really cool
1: dude the the sculpting on that is amazing just straight up amazing that they can sculpt that well on it and the paint job but,
0: on it's wild the, the paint job is incredible on yeah. that model
1: uh, i think we talked about it when they they previewed this model years ago but yeah. it literally is like this super super see-through fabric mask blowing behind her it's it's man it's good
0: they did this and they did that one escher model that also had a veil at the same time yeah and just i i think they probably just have a guy at heavy metal team who's just like hey greg it's fucking it's fucking veil time do your thing and he's like god damn it that takes like 30 hours fine i'll (laughs) get started tomorrow (laughs) you got any more Oh, I got plenty. So, since you nabbed my uh, free guild commander, I guess I will go into free guild cavaliers. Uh, yeah. We just dis- we discussed them whenever they were first uh, teased, but they they also have some real fucking good helmets. So there's the guy who's got the helmet that's just like a whole deer head, but sculpted yeah. out of metal. It's got the actual deer head, the antlers, which are weirdly placed. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, they're like under yeah. the ears, but whatever. It's it's. Yeah, artist interpretation of a deer for a hat. Uh it but was, the good uh, somebody one. Somebody loosely described to the blacksmith what a deer looks like. Yeah, i would never seen one before. Uh but the good one is the guy who's got the fucking like honestly it kinda has like a Cobra Commander kind of look to it, but it's just got a big fucking port cullis on top of it. <laughs> I
1: love that one. I put that
0: one on it's, my commander. It's so silly. Like, why the fuck would you have a gate for a hat? But it why looks not? awesome. It's it's such a peak like four hammer four hammer. God, my brain is <laughs> melting today. It's such a peak Warhammer goofy, but somehow still really cool hat, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Anything else for you, Tony? Or are you pretty much done through yours uh,
1: So I, I I found another one I like uh, okay. behind this. So when I was looking at my Hearthkin, one of the other heads I have on that is the Skaven Stormvermin Knife Mohawk Helmet.
0: Oh yeah, that's a
1: great one. <laughs> which you know we called out the uh, the Goliath chainsaw hat. This is the Age of Sigmar version of that, but it's it's just a skaven head, and the top of the crest on it is just a big ass fucking knife.
0: Wonderful, perfect. What else you got? Oh well, since we couldn't call out Nagash specifically, we go we will go for Nagash Junior, which is Archon the Black Mortark yep. of the Sacrament, who uh, he has nagash's hat if it was a little more uh breaks than gas like it's still over the top and goofy it's huge it's like the size of his torso but compared to big daddy nagash's hat it's very reserved (laughs) but it still has uh let me count one two three four five six something like 11 or 12 skulls on it so you know it's still very over the top in age of sigmar (laughs)
1: Well, the last one I've got, since you're not going to say him, I'm going to say him. Fucking King Broad. The dude's wearing like a dragon skull as a hat.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he was he was on my list, but you did get there first. <laughs>
1: I I figured he would be at the top of your list because he's a giant.
0: Well, you know, hat, skull. And eh, that's why I haven't called out uh, Ionis Cripborn right off the bat, too, who is just a chaplain. But what if AOS?
1: Yeah. Oh, is that the new dragon guy? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I didn't know what his name was. Uh, And then there's also the skull on the, um, was it the Frostclaw Raiders? They're weird fucking, I, I don't even know what their mouths are called.
0: Oh, the Stonehorns?
1: Yeah, Stonehorn, thank you. The big skull masks they give the Stonehorns are pretty cool too.
0: No, no, that's not their mask. That's their actual skull. Is it really? Yeah, like their thing is like they have stone bones. And they, like, they headbutt each other. And they headbutt each other so much that they peel their own fucking faces off.
1: I, I did not know that. I legitimately thought that was a mask on it.
0: Nope. They're just actually cool. <laughs> huh. It's like the one one part of the Ogre Range I actually like.
1: <laughs> well, all right, then.
0: Yeah. A um, couple other honorable mentions on my end, then, I guess, since you're wrapped up. Uh, Lord Commander Bastian Carthalos for the Stormcast Eternals. It's just a real good sculpted helmet that you know if he's got a helmet on he's still got to show his goddamn beard off
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, one of the three guild command corps dudes is like that like his sculpted beard pokes out from under his helmet
0: which is a pretty good consistent aesthetic for a lot Mm. of the order stuff because the Caradron overlords have that too where they they have the helmet sculpted so it looks like a beard but covers their actual beard so it doesn't get damaged which that's, that's just fun and very dwarfy um Along the lines of Nagash's goofy helmet, we also have Neferada, not quite as over the top as Archon the Blacks, but also pretty goofy. Uh, we have oh. the Claws of Karnak, where uh, the, the corn dogs themselves with their goofy uh, flesh hound of corn sculpted helmets.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, then uh, I totally forgot about this guy, Brock Grungson, the Lord Magnate of Baraknar, who has yeah. a he has a metal top hat and the beard and mustache sculpted into his face have cannons. There's two little cannons sculpted into the metal mustache. Also, he's yeah. got a monocle.
0: Yeah. Caradon overlords. They, they got a pretty good helmet aesthetic across the board. They do. And then, uh, uh, you know, we've talked about Lumineth a little bit. We got the good version of one of their hats though, which is the horns of Hashit. They got a bull helmet that doesn't suck. Uh, yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know while we're at a dishonorable mentions uh 95 percent of the lumineth realm lords line you is really like the, the stupid really minotaur terrible. hats no the minotaur hats their archers with their weird condom helmets they're just you know the whole thing could have been a little bit better yeah. <laughs> Ooh. so it, it, you know we got a lot of we got a lot of high highs in age of sigmar so we got to have some real low lows <laughs>
1: Oh, there was one more. What was that guy? Uh, it's an Ideneth model.
0: Ideneth also have some pretty rough yeah. hats too.
1: Uh, Volteran. No, nope, nope, that's not him, is it? No, nope, that's not him. Where did that one go? Uh, all right, yeah. There's two of them. There's the uh, the Lotan Warden of the Soul Soul Ledgers. That uh, his hat kind of looks like um a cookie jar that your grandma would have on her counter or on top of a refrigerator. It's even got like a little oh, is, handle on it. It's the dude the with the. Guy? Yeah, he's the octopus guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was looking at that one earlier, like, man, that's a dumb hat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then I can't tell if this is on this guy's hat or on his backpack, but the Elthang Soul Raid, the the fucking lantern dude, I think it's on his backpack now that I'm looking at it, but I don't know, because the website got rid of fucking 3D fucking
0: pictures on it. See, you said that, but... I was looking at it and I think it was Lord Croak that actually had a 3D spin on it. So I either they're bringing them back or they didn't get rid of all of them. I don't know. Okay, it's also...
1: Okay, they do have it on the Eidolon model.
0: Yeah, so... But yeah, it, it
1: seems I, like it's not... Because it used to be on most of them.
0: Yeah, it's odd. I guess now's a really good time to pivot from Hats of AOS to... What the fuck did they do to the website? We didn't talk about that earlier.
1: What did they do to my boy?
0: What did they do to my boy? So, they did what everybody asked for for like the past decade, which is merge Forge World and Games Workshop. So which you can buy great. all the I'll buy all the stuff in the same cart, you get the same free shipping if you go over $65. You can ship to a Games Workshop store for free even if you don't go to $65. That was a great choice. Everyone's wanted that for ages. However, they managed to fuck up everything else about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Getting rid of the
1: sidebar where you can just quickly flip between things. So now if I want to go, say I'm looking at, you know, 40 K stuff and I'm looking at my Imperial guard stuff. Okay. Before, if I wanted to then flip over to say space Marines or something like that, I would just go on the left bar and reclick space Marines. Now I have to go back to shop back to Warhammer 40,000, back to Armies of the Imperium, then I can click Space Marines. What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Like... No, they had they had such a good drop down menu it where it's like you click so 40k, you click, 40K, you click uh, Imperium Army, and then it brings up all the Space Marine types, Sisters of Battle, Imperial Guard, Knights, all that stuff, and then you just click on the one you want. That was it. No, it's just... Across the board, the UI is terrible, the, the fucking mobile version is terrible...
1: The mobile it's version's pretty bad.
0: bad. Uh, every time you change your your location, it fucks up. So it, it defaults to UK, and then when you click, uh, you know, Americas or I guess whatever other one, and then you click into the website, it just resets to the homepage every time. So if you were on a previous page, you got to look for it again. It's just not user-friendly.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of the rare big misses GW's had, and that's coming from two GW marks over here.
0: Yeah, and you know, we've called out GW when they've done dumb shit before, mm-hmm. but it's this was a big fucking miss. Like yeah. it's I get what they were going for with trying to like have a new sleek UI for it and be like, Oh, it's the new GW website, but it just looks bad and it feels bad and it behaves bad. It's just not a good website. The only thing they got right was the merging of Forge World and Games Workshop.
1: Yeah, it was it was a downgrade in every other respect.
0: Easily. It's just terrible. They, it, there was a reason they didn't change the website before for a long time. It's because they fucking nailed it on the first try. Like I was, yeah. that was a very very solid website it was very well designed you could get to everything you wanted to easily like the only complaint i could think of that uh comes to mind right now is like getting to some of the specialist games was kind of annoying because if you didn't know that it was under boxed games then you wouldn't necessarily know that's where blood bowl and necromunda and stuff were but other than that everything else flowed very well on that website not so much these days yeah so i just
1: wish that when i would sign in it would automatically take my ship back to u.s god right
0: just ugh And, and and maybe it's the sort of thing where i don't know they it just was a bunch of oversights and they'll get it all fixed within a week or two who knows but like why would you release it if it was this rough
1: it just it was it was definitely just like a rough hit
0: yeah I don't know a single person who likes it either. Everybody I've talked to about it or seen online has said, like, generously, at best, gun. it's not great. Yeah,
1: that, that, that is, it, it's a real shame.
0: Yeah, so hopefully they get that tweaked back to uh, usability, because, uh, ooh, it pushes me towards using third-party sellers a lot more. <laughs> real pain in the ass to use their new website. Yeah. But anyway, that's been Best Hats in AOS. (laughs) (laughs) Best bitch about a website.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's pretty much going to wrap us up for episode
0: 34. Yeah, you got it.
1: 34, got it in one. (laughs) Uh, Andrew, you got any advice you want to leave the uh, the folks at home on this week?
0: Sure. Uh, Well, it's getting colder finally for good chunks of the country you know unless you live in georgia where it went back up to the fucking 80s so uh be sure to check your tire pressure because uh very strong fluctuations in in temperature can make you lose some air pressure so you know be sure to get your pressure gauge out and make sure that you're you're floating at the right psi because uh that really fucks up your mileage on your, your gas tank if you have bad bad tire pressure going on
1: yeah, and not only does it actually fuck up the mileage on it, it will also fuck up the wear pattern on your tires. And believe it or not, the uh, the sides of your tires aren't where you're meant to be driving on, and they will wear faster, and then your tire will explode.
0: Yes, and exploding tires are bad.
1: Exploding tires are very bad. But yeah, check your air pressure in your tires, uh, and if, you know, you go out in the morning it's real cold and it's low... You're going to probably have to wait in an air pump because you're not the only person that's going to happen to. So uh, if you've got like a little air compressor, that's great to keep around or just yep. be prepared to probably have to wait at an air pump. Carry quarters with you. They're not all free. They don't all use cards. I had to put air in mine uh, the other day and I had to fucking find quarters and it was a pain in the ass.
0: I, I actually picked up for like $25, I want to say. It was like a roadside assistant kit yep. where it had, uh, it's a, you plug it into the cigarette lighter adapter thing in your car, which nobody uses it for cigarettes anymore. Yep. Um, it's It's got a little tiny pressure uh, air compressor on it so you can put air into your tires. It's got a flashlight on it for emergencies. It's got a little blinker thing if your car's broken down for emergency services to come help you. So, you know, look for roadside assistant kits. They, they help tremendously. And I can put my own air in my own tire, so I don't have to wait at the pump like Tony did.
1: Yep. Well, I only had to do that because mine wasn't charged. Because I've got got one of the things as well that also has a battery jumper on it. So, Ah. Also, your batteries, when it does get cold, will drain faster. So if you've got a car that just kind of sits out and you don't use it very often, go out there and turn it over still, every now and then. Let it charge for a few minutes. Otherwise, that battery is going to drain. Then when you need that car, she ain't going to work
0: and you got to spend a chunk of change on a fucking battery yo yup, that sucks sure does uh
1: all right uh andrew you want to plug uh plug our socials real quick
0: Sure do. Uh, if you really want to get in contact with us, dice like ice podcast at gmail.com. That one we definitely check whenever we get a message because uh, it's not a hell site like most other social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to actually get uh, social media engagement with us, your best chance is Instagram. We do actually check that fairly consistently. I am the brush goblin. He is mediocre miniatures painter. I always want to minis. say the mediocre minis. 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 That's it he is tony that guy what paints models on instagram well maybe uh, i should change
1: mine to that yeah the mediocre minis painter there is a v in painter. it
0: <laughs> i just fucked everything up there it's we okay.
1: go okay underscores in between all the words
0: uh we do also have a facebook and a twitter i'm not gonna call it fucking x elon musk can piss up a rope right. um I don't know what we you're don't we don't we don't check either of them though so you know if you really really want to get in with us don't use them because i haven't checked my personal facebook in over a year i haven't checked the dice like ice facebook in longer so (laughs) there you go
1: yeah all right so that's it uh we also have a patreon uh at this point i feel like we can never put anything on there because it's a running joke but we really do
0: need to put something on there it's a good running joke i will have two weeks off for christmas so we can maybe actually record something
1: I'm telling you, man, we should just get together and just mystery science the- theater, a bunch of movies, and then just drip feed about like one a month.
0: I mean, it's it's a possibility. There's also other side content we could get into that's not 40K mm-hmm. or anything related. So, you know, plenty Jesus, of stuff we, we could, could theoretically record. Do a whole episode on just fucking D&D. An episode about me bitching about equilibrium.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, maybe that should be our first one is we just fucking we we talk about equilibrium and I defend why it's a great movie you just, and you explain why you're a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> and then we can get into the event horizon discussion. <laughs> ah Same discussion. Pretty much. <laughs> it's it's extremely okay, and I just don't particularly care for it.
1: All there right. we
0: go. Podcast done.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Well, you heard it here first air in your tires. Equilibrium's great. Andrew sucks. Thank you all for listening, and have a great night.
0: I feel like I'm being attacked. Good night. Die, slack, <laughs> guys. Must be nice to play some games with your friends. Necromunda makes you wonder how
1: friendships end. So flip that table, if you're able, and consult your charts and
0: (laughs) graphs. So let's have some fun and get it done you can kiss
1: my ass thank you once again for listening you can always contact us at DiceLikeIcePodcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram also under DiceLikeIcePodcast we would also like to give a big shout out to William James for our outro music and Scarlet Saturn for letting us use their music at the intro to our show